Hello, hello, it's Elizabeth Busby here, and welcome to Discerning Marriage. Today, I am absolutely thrilled to have company on my show. You guys know how much I love people, so I'm really excited to be joined by fellow Aggies, whoop, Texas A&M, Jackie and Erin. They are with Natural Womanhood, which is a culture-changing organization that talks about the beauty and dignity of women. And men who are watching this, this is valuable for you too. Please do not click away because there is so much gold here for you too. We're going to be talking about their organization. We're going to be talking about their cycle mindfulness clubs, which are so, so incredible and awesome. And I am pumped for this episode. So welcome, Jackie and Erin. Hello, hello. Hi, so great to be here today. (laughs) Who is who for my audience? So my name is Erin. I am currently the education coordinator for Natural Womanhood. And I'm Jackie Aguilar. I'm the director of education for Natural Womanhood. This is so exciting, y'all. So talk to me about what Natural Womanhood is, something that did not exist when I was at A&M. So tell me all about it. Natural Womanhood is a nonprofit. We're located here in San Antonio, Texas, Uh, but we work with kind of a team that's scattered all over the country and even in Mexico City. So uh, lots of people that collaborate to provide the information uh, that we have on our website. We have over... 700 um, articles, podcasts, uh, videos on our website on women's health. Uh, and then, and that was mainly how we were reaching people with, with the information of um, the health of women's cycles and the benefits of cycle charting. But recently we started to do more in-person um, programs, which is including the Cycle Mindfulness Club. And it's just been a really exciting thing. So last year we piloted a, a four clubs this this school year we have nine ten, ten. Uh, so on on eight diff- on nine different campuses mm-hmm. yes so um, four here in Texas several out of state and then we even have one in Uganda <gasps> wow yeah so tell me about what these cycle mindfulness clubs what do they do what's the point of them. The Cycle Mindfulness Clubs were really created to teach young women, especially college-age women, um, about their health, about their fertility, um, but specifically in the, through the lens of just teaching science to illustrate the point that our bodies are beautiful, our bodies are complex, but our bodies are good. And I think oftentimes, like especially as, as young Catholic women, like I remember growing up and hearing all these scripture verses of, you know, what it means to be a woman and what it means to be a human with dignity. And, you know, specifically what's coming to mind is that verse of we are fearfully and wonderfully made. Right. And I was reflecting on that recently and thinking, well, you know, how can you truly believe that if you don't even know how you're made? Um, And so that is really one of the, one of the main goals of this initiative of the cycle mindfulness clubs to teach these women, you know, here's how your body actually works um, and through that education, they reach this point of realization where they say, oh, like, this is why I'm good, because all of these processes are always happening in my body that allow me to do all the things that I can do. And hopefully, eventually, if that's your vocation to become a mother, that allows that process to occur as well. So that is basically the main goal of the cycle mindfulness clubs and to do that in community with other women. So it's, Mm. you know, it's not that the person that's leading this or teaching this is an expert in the field. They have received our own training, which we can talk about later, but um, it's a peer. And, And that is, I think the power of, of these clubs 
is because you're forming that community almost like in a, in a Bible study setting where you're just in each other's living room or, or campus um, uh, classroom or things like that. And you're just talking about your cycles and sharing your experiences with your own cycles, with your view of femininity, all of these things. Um, but it's all geared towards seeing your femininity as the gift that it is and with the beauty that it contains. Y'all, this is a life changing. I can just, I can only imagine how beautifully intimate those groups are to be able to have the freedom to talk about your own body, to not to, I mean, it's almost like you get all of the like, the like wiggles out when you talked about certain elements of your cycle, right? Yeah. That we culturally, we just, we're just taught to, or maybe even not taught, we just absorb the idea that it's shameful, that it's dirty, that it's like, it's a curse. It's like you whisper period or tampon. Like when you're like at, you know, you need, you need some help with your cycle and you're like, do you have a tampon? You know, like there's, we're just taught to like whisper about this stuff. So to have this group of women that proclaim the beauty and dignity of the body, but do it together, you get used together to talking about these things and you share this intimacy. I can only imagine how that affects not only a woman's self esteem, but also her capacity for relationship, both with, you know, women, but also with like in dating relationships and stuff. I mean, the ripple effects of what you guys are doing is incredible. Yes. Exactly. And I think too, like what you mentioned about relationships, um, a lot of times we focus on, right, like forming the individual's identity before they enter into these relationships so that they know their self-worth, they know what they bring to the table, they know what it even means to be a woman or a man. And so in this case, when it comes to women, um, as we were going through these clubs, and, and I led one of the cycle mindfulness clubs last year, and what I noticed was we're going through the clubs, we're learning the science, we're learning the facts, and it's just everyone was so struck with awe of like, mm. wow, like we were made so intricately. Um, and our cycles are such a gift. They inform us whether or not we're healthy. Um, they give us different strengths during our, during different phases. And just all this wealth of information was leading to this one conclusion that we're beautiful and that we need to reverence ourselves. And like, actually in the middle of one of our presentations last year, I just, it was, it was a moment that you won't forget. Um, I was teaching and I was just explaining anatomy from the PowerPoint and this one girl just like stops, like pauses and she's like, Oh my gosh, now I understand like why we're supposed to have reverence for our bodies. Oh. And it was like, she was just making that connection of like, here's mm -hmm. just the facts, like the simple facts of how you're made. And then like all of this theology that she had um, been exposed to throughout her childhood being raised Catholic and she was finally making that connection of like, yes, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. And I just, I just treasure that moment. And I think, you know, if all women can have a similar moment like that, especially before they enter into these relationships, like, wow, what would the, what, what would the impact be on relationships right. and on culture as a whole surrounding sexuality, especially and then for that woman to then enter into relationship with a man, reverencing herself and then having the capacity to also reverence him mm -hmm. and to ask him to reverence her. 
I mean, sorry, that's exactly why like I ended up in this work is we, I did not know this information when I got married and you know, neither did my husband. We had no clue and it was not covered in our marriage prep. I mean, we got married in the Catholic church. We did marriage prep. Um, so we, we started using the pill when we got married because mm. we didn't know any better. And, uh, and it, it caused all kinds of health issues for me. It caused tension in our relationship. Mm. Um, and you know, and once I stopped taking it, it was like a light switch where like all of a sudden the intimacy returned and we were like, what just happened? What was that? And then, you know, God led us on this path and he brought us to this knowledge that totally transformed our marriage. And we were like, why did anybody tell us this? You know, we need to tell other people so they don't, you know, make the same, you know, have the same hardships that we had or, you know, suffer through something like what we went through because it was not fun. It was not a, a good thing for us. Oh, that is so huge. I want to shout this from the rooftops. I am so glad y'all are doing this. We have been fed a lie as, you know, culturally, we have been fed a lie about what it means to be a woman. Obviously that's all crumbling around us, but, but specifically cycles, you know, like the, like what your cycle is for the beauty of your cycle and how it can help you understanding it and reverencing it can help you live a thriving life. I just love that. This is what you guys are doing. So why do you guys think we have so many hangups in our culture about like bodily fluids and our cycles and all of these. Like, why do people have this like ick factor around it, right? I'm assuming you see a lot of that when women come to your groups. Like, where do you think this comes from? Well, I think it's a, a lack of education and and like a, and a lack of um, just understanding. Because if you if you obviously if you don't talk about it, then right, then there is that shame that surrounds it because you 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 keep things in the dark, you hide things, and you that are shameful, right? And so that's the impression that we get as young girls. That's kind of where our, our, like the last generation came from. So I feel like we're trying to kind of transform this for the next generation that no, it doesn't have to be something that we keep hidden and that like, yeah, that we whisper about, you know, we can, you know, in community with people that we can you know, share this authentic women's community and, and we can talk about these things and they're not shameful to talk about. Our body is beautiful. Right. Um, and so I think from, you know, this initiative, we also have a, um, um, a program for moms to educate their daughters as they're entering puberty. So, so they learn this truth right from the beginning, right? So hopefully we can catch them one way or another and we can change the next generation of women that are not ignorant about their body. Because if you're ignorant about your body, you're more easily to be you know, manipulated or told lies to, oh. you know, uh, so, or you yes. know, just fall for whatever the, the culture is trying to feed you. So it's like, no, let's, let's give them a healthy foundation of truth so that they can go out as confident, empowered women. Mm -hmm. And I think absolutely that like knowledge is power, like Jackie is saying, because, you know, when we don't understand something, we're more likely to fear it or we're more likely <laughs> to like experience shame from it because we have no defense. We have nothing to, you know, combat that, you know, that lie that's out there. And so if we're not equipped with information that allows us to push back on that lie that's being fed to us, then we just stay in the same spot. We just sit in our shame. We just sit, sit in our discomfort or, you know, this idea that, that being a woman is an inconvenience or gross or mm -hmm. all of these things. And so that is one of the primary goals of, of our club is to just re, like fight back against that lie. Yeah. <laughs> I get so empowered thinking about the, the, the church militant, you know, like this is a part of our role as the church militant to fight for truth. And I think so, this is so important in this day and age where 
people don't even know what a woman is anymore, right? Like when I was, we were on YouTube kind of looking up different video topics that people are interested in around this. Um, And one of the questions was, can men menstruate? You know, like it's just a fascinating, like if you understood the beauty and dignity of a woman's cycle, I mean, it just, it's eye-opening and it grounds you in this truth and it keeps you, I love what you said, it keeps you from being afraid. You don't have to fear this. You don't have to fear this. And in fact, you can change it to be something really empowering, to live freely, to to embrace your dignity. And oh my gosh, the idea, okay, my kiddos are really little, far from puberty, but I am pumped to use your stuff when they're a little bit bigger. This is so great. I'm so happy. Okay. So a lot of my audience, um, a lot of our YouTube audience is actually primarily male. So I know the clubs specifically are women, obviously, but what can, what benefits can a man have by learning about his cycle? And does natural woman have anything to offer men that are just curious? They probably have no idea. No idea. They maybe know what a tampon is if they had sisters, but you know, like what do we, what talk to me about this, empowering men to understand the beauty and dignity of cycles. Yeah, there's there's actually a um, we have a writer that's recently started writing for our website that he he's 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 male he's a guy and and he gives that male perspective on you know what men's maybe responsibility is in guarding a woman's health you know nice. and, and because a lot of times it's, you know like that's what we're told in society even that's what my husband thought well it's it's her decision it's her body you know so oh. if she wants to put these things into her body that that's her that's her that's up to her right and I don't really have like a say I can't tell her one way or the other and understanding that like a woman in a state of health is a woman that is capable of conception, right? Just understanding that basic Mm. science that like, if if a woman is healthy, then she is capable of conceiving a child, right? So if there's something blocking that natural process in her body, then she's actually in, in a, in a state of, of, of unhealth, right? Like she's not in in a state of health. Like that's the opposite of, of what it means to be a healthy woman. So, um, just understanding that and then understanding too, that, um, women have a different, uh, you know, hormonal pattern than men do, right? Our, 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 you know, their testosterone is, you know, waning throughout the day, but it's basically consistent, right? And, and, and we change every day of the month. And so we're literally chemically different every day of the month. So if one day we're definitely more social and high energy and extroverted, you know, and then the next day we're, you know, just wanting, you know, maybe to be more low key and by ourselves and a little more, more introspective, that's, that's exactly who we are as women. That's not because we have some kind of mental illness or like, no, that's exactly the way we're supposed to be. So, you know, in loving your mother in loving your sister and loving the, the, the women around you, you know, having this awareness of how God made them, you know, just the way they are, you know, that we can love, you know, that, that women should be loved just the way they are, you know, especially in a society that's sending so many mixed messages about what it means to be a woman um, how are you supposed to act as a woman? Um, I think it's just so important to for men to understand that women don't need to be at war with their bodies. Like, Ooh. in fact, like our true power is like when we embrace our femininity. And like Jackie was talking about that hormonal rhythm that is cyclical. Um, it's not linear like men's, but actually like when you embrace that, that's where the power lies. Um, and also too that... Um, that uh, that when this is embraced, like women um, find true freedom in this because there's no expectation that, you know, I need to be showing up this this way all the time. But no, like that that can change um, and that, that that's a beautiful thing. Oh, I love it. This empowering nature 
of just knowledge about the cycle, but what you guys are doing specifically, what your organization is doing to really empower women, but also men, right? To have the freedom to say like, I want to learn about this. I don't want to live in fear. I want to be able to embrace my dignity. I want to be able to to fight for truth. And this knowledge is what's going to let us do that. Oh, I'm pumped. Okay. So also a lot of my audience, (laughs) obviously discerning marriage is the name of my show. So a lot of my people are preparing for marriage, are discerning marriage. And now obviously cycle management is going to be really important if you're a celibate woman because you're going to have your cycle forever. Um, and but, but specifically for people who are discerning marriage, how can knowing about a woman's cycle set a person up for marital success? I mean, in, I guess from my perspective, if, if I would have known this beforehand, um, I, I would have known what was due to me as far as a woman, as far as how I, how I should be loved and, and how I should be respected. Yes. And, and then my, my husband wouldn't have been like clueless, like what is going on with her? Like, what is her deal? You know, I mean, and, and, and like, and, and clueless on how to then love me. Right. And, and once we figured it out, you know, thank God it was like, Oh, okay. You know, I'm feeling so loved by my husband because he actually took the effort to get to know me in this intimate way. And now I just want to like throw all that love right back at him. And, and all of a sudden it's just this vicious cycle of love, you know? It's great. <laughs> but, and so I, I think just, you know, acknowledging your dignity, just the way you're made as a woman, then, you know, calls a man to then rise to that level of, I want to love you exactly for, for the dignity that you have, who you are. Um, and, and then also, I mean, Aaron could t- speak to, you know, like, like the, the health reason. I mean, if a woman is struggling through some kind of health issue with her cycle in regards to her cycle, you know, that might eventually um, if not checked, you know, if, if just left to itself, it could progress and get worse and, and maybe cause issues with fertility when she's ready to start planning a family. So if she's able to address those issues when she's young, before she's married, you know, then she can kind of have more, um, you know, peace of mind going into marriage, knowing that like, okay, I've taken care of these health issues. And whenever we're ready to start a family, I'm just ready to start a family. I'm not ready to start then, okay, figuring out what's wrong with my health and going through all that struggle, you know, when you're already looking forward to starting a family, you know? Yeah. And I would also say that cycle charting like breeds this level of self-awareness. So you, mm. you know where you're at in your cycle at all times, you know how the different hormonal fluctuations affect your emotional milieu, um, your energy, maybe even like your spirituality. And so when you understand this, you're able to communicate that to a future spouse or whoever you're in relationship, you're able to articulate, um, and understand yourself. Um, and then allow that person, like Jackie was saying, allow that person to love you back in that way, to understand you more deeply in that way. And like in, in recognizing this very essential part of what makes us women, what gives us our feminine genius, um, that is that is powerful because we're 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 connecting the dots between this biological reality and this spiritual truth that we have known to be true this whole time. And sorry, one more just matter of fact, like factor is uh, one of the most common common side effects of the birth control pill is a loss of your libido, right? If all of your sexual hormones <laughs> yes. are being suppressed you know, that, that desire goes, goes away right along with it. And that's exactly, that was the main side effect that I felt. And so being Mm. a newlywed that was not interested in intimacy at all was really a big problem in my marriage. And, um, and, and, and that's something that I wouldn't wish on anybody. You know, I, I would want people to know that, you know, you want to have desire for your husband. That's a good thing, you know? 
Mm-hmm. And I think every man would want their bride to have desire for them. And I don't think men know. I don't think men, I don't think men realize, right, that the birth control pill can suppress that, you know, because they don't, I don't even know that men, most men, maybe even most women even know at what point in the cycle a woman is most interested in intimacy, right? Like that, even just that basic science, so empowering, so empowering. So I, I'm curious about y'all's thoughts on how knowing about a woman's cycle reveals that beauty of God. That's a, that's a great question. (laughs) Yeah, I think Um, And I experienced this firsthand. It wasn't something that I honestly expected when I started um, leading one of the cycle mindfulness clubs last year. Um, But it was like, as we were learning this biology, um, as we were learning that it was okay to talk about these things, that it was actually good to talk about these things, as we were learning to um, see the beauty and intentionality with which God created us, I think it led deeper to this truth that, if we were created so intentionally, then like that, like that's the God who loves us. That's the God. He, he took the time to create us so intentionally. So shouldn't we take the time to also learn it? If he, if he is this like great scientist, you know? Um, and like, at least for me personally, um, I think it was also, like the health aspect, because, Mm. you know, a lot of unfortunately doctors nowadays, modern medicine is says that NFP doesn't work, all these different things. They're not taught it in, in medical school. Right. So, you know, you go to the doctor and they're like, all right, here's the pill. Like they hardly leave, even listen to you. Or if you're on the pill and you're complaining of side effects, they, you know, tell you you're crazy or they switch you to, you know, uh, another version of the pill or another form of contraception. And this isn't all doctors, but across the board, this is typically what we're seeing as a society as a whole. And so when I, when I learned how to chart my cycle and I was able to take my chart to a doctor, a NAPRO doctor that was trained in how to read this, to sit with me, um, I think that just did wonders for my soul, like not even just Mm. my body, but for my soul to be as a woman to sit there and to be heard, to be listened to, to be understood and not told like you're crazy, like just go on the pill and suppress your womanhood as a whole, you know, um, but sitting there and, and, and acknowledging, you know, my struggles and my symptoms and all of these things and working with me to find healing, because I think that's exactly what Jesus does with us mm-hmm. is, you know, he doesn't just sit there and be like, all right, like here, this thing's going to fix everything. Like just go over there and, you know, we'll we'll take care of this. We'll put all these band-aids on it. But no, he sits with you through all of these um, struggles that we have. And he's not patching up band-aids to try to keep you together, but he's sitting there with you. Um, He's addressing all these things that you're feeling. And there's something deeper. There's a deeper healing he wants to bring about throughout all of this. So in, in my experience, that is like a huge way that I've seen like God reveal himself through this whole process of learning fertility awareness and learning just the beauty of how he made us. Like it's, I think it's an opportunity for so much healing and freedom to come about because we're just living into the reality of who we are as women. We're not deceiving ourselves. I, as you were talking, just got this 
kind of image of the accompaniment of Christ through all through our whole life, but through our suffering too, just in general. And I just got this image of y'all's groups, your cycle. I'm so sorry. I don't know why I have cycle management in my mind. Mindfulness. Cycle <laughs> mindfulness. Mindfulness. Cycle yes. mindfulness clubs. Like your cycle mindfulness clubs in a very real way are accompanying these women, are being the hands and feet of Christ toward the tr- – like to accompany them to the truth of who they are as women. And I love the story you told of the like just the uh, breakthrough – this might have been before we actually started filming – but the breakthrough mm-hmm. of um, – like the realization of the connection between the science and the dignity of the person, right? Like we're fearfully and wonderfully made. And part of how women are fearfully and wonderfully made is our cycle. I mean, a huge, huge part, maybe like like the primary part of how we're, because it just affects so many (laughs) elements of us, right? But we have no idea. And so what your cycle mindfulness clubs do in... uh, I, you probably already are aware of this, but I, I just love this idea that you are accompanying these women so gently and so tenderly to this place of knowledge and freedom. I mean, that's just incredible. Let's bring the conversation back to those clubs. So you primarily focus on the college campuses. Talk to me about that. So yeah, we um, every, every year or the, the last two years since we've had the clubs, we have um, done a three-day training in Houston where we bring these girls that, that apply to be leaders uh, to Houston and, and take them through this awesome three-day training of theology and science and the dignity of women and the feminine genius and all this awesome stuff. And um, and then um, and they get presentations from experts and then they are equipped to go out into their campus and, you know, invite friends and, and, and women just that they know they're on their campus to join their club. I mean, a, a small group. It doesn't have to be a big group of women, right? Um, because it's, it's an intimate setting. And then totally. they meet weekly and go through the curriculum that we've already put together and we've provided. And yes. um, and they learn together and they have um, intimate discussion. And, and we kind of create this this very this culture of this is what we believe that the woman is. This is the dignity of the woman, and and we explain that every single um, every single meeting through like these these statements that we read. I know it's it seems odd at first, but like nope. the women kind of so take, good. take a hold of it, and and they and they you know they they make it their own, and um and so so yeah, and that that kind of creates that community and that bonding. Like it's almost this ritualistic way of defining like this is what it means to be a woman, start dignity, and then. Um, and yeah, and then they slowly learn. And, and a key component of that too is, is starting to chart. It's just that, that basic self-awareness, not in any specific method, cause you know, we're not teaching that, but, um, okay. but just the basic self-awareness of, of, of what your chart of what your cycle looks like on a monthly basis, you know, and do you have any concerns health wise or, you know, um, just be aware of yourself. Right. So having practiced natural family planning as a married woman, I'm just curious because I maybe have some followers who are curious too. You're not teaching a specific method. You're teaching more of the awareness of their cycle. But are you comfortable sharing what method you use to chart? Is it like, how do you, how do you do that? So we, um, we, we, we offer them to download the FEM app because it's customizable and it's free and it's really easy to use. And, and it has a lot of um, like explanation within the app. So they don't necessarily have to like learn the method, but they could just nice. put down their basic observations of, of bleeding and cervical mucus, just those two Perfect. observations. Okay. And, um, and then we, and then we developed our own just little basic um, 
just chart, like paper chart, right? Nice. Where they can color it in, color coded, and then they can also write down, you know, their emotions, how they feel or physical Ooh, symptoms or, yes. or in, in important events that happened, you know, whether they were studying for finals or whatever it is. And yes, so just kind yes. of a basic self-awareness. It's not necessarily any specific method. It's just cool. kind of a, like a basic understanding of, of observing yourself on a daily basis. Beautiful. And you walk them through. So anybody who comes to these clubs, they don't have to have any prior knowledge. Right. Correct. <sighs> Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. So at the clubs, um, you both do the kind of education. It looks like you have a curriculum that you're going through, but you're also, are you teaching the cycle, like um, the charting or are you, do you do that at the beginning and then they're doing the cycle charting as they go and then they come to the meetings primarily for the education and for the community? Like kind of how does that, how does that all fit together? I'm fascinated by this. Oh my gosh. It's yeah. so great. Yeah, so our first, the beginning of the club is just teaching that basic introduction to charting, how, um, what you might be looking for to observe, and then encouraging them to start that practice. Not everyone is like, it's not like a requirement to be in the club. You can still be oh, in the okay. club if you're not charting, but we, we do encourage it because that's how you'll get the most out of the club and that's how you'll be able to develop this self-awareness. So we encourage them to start charting right after they learn at the beginning of the club and then we have a set curriculum that we go through um, throughout the whole school semester. So topics like ovulation, common cycle problems, anatomy, sexual wow. desire, and self-control, how that's impacted wow. by hormones, right? Yes. Um, good cycle health practices and giving them resources for if they do experience health issues or concerns that we have um, references that we can give them for providers who would be able to look at their charts and sit with them and help them figure out the root cause. Y'all, this is amazing. And I know we're talking mostly about the clubs, but I know, I also know that I have some people who follow, um, us on YouTube who are married. Can you talk briefly about the mother daughter one that you have? I know that's not the main purpose, but I'm just, I love that. I know. Sorry. Yeah. So it's, it's a, a, a video series of 10 videos um, and you can watch them at your own pace. Um, they, they're, they're less than 10 minutes each. So it's like little snippets of information for you and your daughter to watch together. Um, just, you know, as you feel like she's ready for the information, you know, um, the, the changes of puberty, why they happen, you know, what their purpose is, you know, because all those changes are, are really indicating that the potential for motherhood, right? That's why, you know, that's why all these changes happen. And then, um, and then, and then, yeah, kind of similar. You know, we go through anatomy, we go through hormones, just so they have a full picture of how their body is made. And then at the end, we kind of conclude it with, if you're made this awesome, what does this mean for your value, your worth, you know, how you should be respected? Um, and so, and there, there's a bunch of uh, PDF guides for moms, you know, with discussion questions and, um, and a, a full review of the science so that they, any question their daughter comes with, they will be equipped to answer it. That is incredible. I'm, I'm. I'm like almost speechless, which is very hard to do for me. I am so happy that you guys are doing this. <laughs> and I will say, do you have anything for dads yet? So the, I mean, it, it's called the, the mother of preteens. We're, we're probably going to rename it just kind of cycle mindfulness for teens maybe um, because it's, it's very similar, just geared to the, towards their age level. And really, I mean, if there was you know, a, a dad, you know, that, that wanted this information for his daughter, maybe, you know, he's a widower or, or I don't know, whatever the case may be, he could still use this information with his daughter too. Um, and yeah, I mean, I definitely, I mean, I have a son too, and I would love for him to learn about how awesome his body right. is and what his purpose for his body is. Um, but we're just, 
we're natural womanhood, so we're just not That's there right. yet. <laughs> you're, follow, you're following the charism of the Lord. You're following where the Lord is leading you. But oh my goodness, the potential yeah. for what you guys are doing. There's so much out there. Uh, but what you have right now is beautiful. Okay, so do you have anything? Um, oh, I want to say one more thing about the club. Obviously, I haven't been in them, but I would have been all over this. My girls and I would have been all over this at AM. Oh my gosh. So <laughs> I love that you're at AM. If you weren't there yet, I would have told you to go because oh, I'm I'm sure they're thriving there. But one of the other things I think this taps into, if you have anything to add. Aaron in particular, um, is there is this longing to be seen and known and loved for who you are. Everybody has that. There's this longing for deep, real community, for accompaniment just through life to like not be alone. Mm -hmm. And to have this group of women who are meeting and talking about something that's so deeply personal, but in such a safe, protected space. I mean, the friendships that must come out of this. I can only imagine what that's like. Do you have any, can you speak to that at all? Like that, that that's a side benefit, obviously, but like, I just am so struck <laughs> by the beauty of what you're creating. Like I'm still such good friends. My, the best friends of my entire life are my girls that, from college. I can only imagine how this yeah. would allow for that level of deep bonding together. Can you speak to that at all? Yeah, exactly. Like that was, that was one of the the really cool things that happened that I that I wasn't even anticipating. Um, but I a lot of my close friends were in the club um, because I was like, "Hey, I'm starting this thing. Like, you guys should come be involved." And wow, yeah, the fruit. Like, we saw each other on such a deeply personal level. Like through learning this experience. Like, and even like I can think of a few examples of just by communicating and like knowing where like our friends were at in our cycles allowed for such an opportunity to just like serve each other and love each other better. And even understand like if I wanted to have a tough conversation with a friend about something, like knowing where she was at in her cycle was actually super (laughs) helpful because I could use that information to figure out a time when she might be more receptive to like talking about it with me. Um, And like one of my close friends we, I remember like a time when like she was on her period and like I was like near in my fertile window. So I had a lot of energy. She did it. She was kind of like in a lot of pain, all these things. And so like I had an opportunity to serve her. And then when the tables turned, she had an opportunity to serve me. Oh. And so it was just cool that like because of this knowledge that we both shared, we could do that for each other. And like we can still continue to do that for each other and like um, like my friends, uh, yeah, that's like, that's a big part of like when we call and we catch up, like our cycles are included in that conversation because you, like you said, like, it's such an integral part of like who we are, how we made, um, and it impacts how we feel, how we perceive the world, how the world perceives us. Um, so yes, it was, it was a huge, like unexpected, um, honestly, but, um, beautiful benefit to these clubs and to just like, strengthening those friendships that were that were there and creating more friendships for the people that didn't know each other that were in the club I mean the girls like took it to a whole nother level and when we learned that like you look the most beautiful when you're ovulating (laughs) this was like the like St. Mary's St. Mary's is the Catholic Center um at NF you don't know this was like the St. Mary's like women's compliment was like all the girls in my club started going around and be like, Oh my gosh, are you ovulating? Like you look <laughs> so beautiful today. And this was like, this was how, this is how the culture has changed people. Amen. Um, I know. It was-, was just so beautiful. Yes. To see that and to see like this knowledge just 
uh, permeating into the the Catholic community at St. Mary's, and and all these girls like have shared that they've gone and and shared this information with like you know we've all like moved to different places now, and they continue sharing this information with their peers and. It's always like, why didn't I know this? Like, I want to know this more and tell me more about like how I function, you know? <laughs> so women are just yearning for this information. And once they, once they learn it and they can embrace it, so much freedom and so much capacity for, for depth there. This is amazing. I'm really struck by how different this is from typical cultural dialogue. Like, I wonder if my comment section is about to explode about how different this is than how, like, what a, what a weird, what an odd way to speak. What are we, you know, like to talk about that on the phone with your girlfriends, but you guys, we're all kind of collectively wondering what to do about this culture that's falling apart. And like, you know, we're wanting to welcome, especially people called to marriage, wanting to welcome children in and trying to figure out how to give them a really good, solid grounding in the truth and in beauty and in goodness. I am so struck. Mm -hmm. This is, this is one of the huge answers. If we, if we can bring all of this beauty of the woman's body into the light and have it just be part of normal conversation and be totally part of how we relate to each other, I mean, that this, this is one of the keys, I am convinced, which is just like applied theology to the body. You know, like Jamie D talks about how the body speaks a language. Yes. Right? Like he talks, this is it. Yes. Like he, right. the, it's this, it's that <laughs> theological time bomb said to go off with all these consequences. And I, I am just so convinced that what you guys are doing at Natural Womanhood is one of the ways that this theological yeah. time bomb is going to go off, right? Like it's, it's actually the practical lived experience of this beautiful theology. And I love that. I love it. So uh, you mentioned that there are applications. Talk to me about that. Yes. Yes. So um, our, our website right now, the, if you just Google cycle mindfulness, it'll come up in, in um, and the application's online and it's open right now until March 15th is the deadline. Okay. So if you know college girls that are still going to be in college next year, um, please, you know, and, and they have any kind of interest in women's health or, you know, in, in cycle charting, please tell them to apply. They don't have to be experts at all. They're going to go through our training. We provide them support throughout the year. They, so, you know, they're, they're in good hands and it would be an awesome experience for them. And just as another note to this training that we've been referring to that happens over the summer for the leaders, it's all expenses paid. So we, we incur the cost of, you know, flying people in, making sure that everyone gets to this training that will be in Houston. Um, so if, if the, the finance is an issue, then we, we cover that. Amazing. You're culture changers, you guys. This is awesome. Awesome. I'm so happy. Well, thank you so much for being here. We will include links in the, I always say show notes, but that's not right. Whatever it's called on YouTube. Sorry. Sorry, Juan, my producer. What's it called? <laughs> the description. Okay. We're going to put it in the description. Um, the links to find more information about this stuff, the link to the application. We'll put all that in there. So if you're interested, we'll also put the mama course in there for those of you who want that. Um, and some of the links um, to something that one of the guys wrote on your team just for all of this, all of this. I, You guys, I'm on fire right now. I'm so excited. I hope you're as excited, people. So thank you so much, Jackie and Aaron, for coming on. This is beautiful. And for all of you who are watching, I hope you are all fired up to be a culture changer too. We were so honored to have you join us today. Thank you so much. And until next time, stay close to the heart of Jesus and be not afraid. Bye. Mm -hmm.